Moncrief with Energlaze on News Talk. Another arm of the state that's under a bit of pressure are coroners. There's a shortage of pathology services which in turn is delaying funerals and the turnaround time for toxicology results is now 160 days. But to give us an idea about how this system works, we're joined by Funeral Director David McGowan. Afternoon, David. Morning. Afternoon. Uh, uh, afternoon, dear. What are the circumstances in, in, in which somebody calls a coroner? Does it have to be always in suspicious circumstances? Uh, not. Not all the time. Uh, road traffic accidents or any sudden deaths would automatically be the coroner would be involved. And the coroner's job is to uh, authorise an autopsy to be done on that person to find out for sure what the person died from. Now, if somebody hasn't been sent in a doctor and they died even in their 80s, um, the first person that's called would be the guards. The guards would notify a coroner and a coroner would say, well, we need somebody to sign off on the cause of death. There's no, nobody has seen this person for six months. So the coroner would automatically say, look, I want, I want a, an autopsy. At that stage, the body then belongs to the state, not to the family. So the oh. coroner's very powerful position. Um, he's not the man that carries out the autopsies. He's only instructing that he wants one to find out the cause of death. The body is then taken to either a regional hospital where there are facilities to carry out that, or in Dublin and Cork they have city mortuaries where they specifically only do deaths for the coroner. And then there's a toxicology report and the coroner will wait to hear the results of that and then the body will be released to the funeral director of family. So there seems to be a backlog of pathologists in rural Ireland especially. Um and those delays can be taken taken up to was it 160 days? You said to get the toxicology, so we can't make funeral arrangements with the family. One instance there recently, we had a lad brought into Sligo General Hospital, and before they do the autopsy, they have to test them for COVID, and this particular person uh, tested positive, so they wouldn't do the autopsy in Sligo, so he had to be brought to the city mortuary in Dublin. Uh, because that's the only place they would do the autopsy of somebody that had passed away that had COVID in the system, which is ridiculous. When he entered the mortuary in the Dublin City mortuary, there was a queue there of autopsies to be done. So we were told it would be 12 days, 10 to 12 days before it would be done. So the family had to wait 12 days to bring their loved one back to their house. To oh, carry it now, that's like something you'd see in the Third World Service, John. You yeah. know, we're supposed to be 21st century uh, facilities. We've spent millions on facilities. I just don't understand it. God, and that's heartbreaking for families. God save us tonight. And, you know, they, they're just after losing someone. That's absolutely ridiculous. Like, why that lad had to go from Sligo to Dublin up to the city mortuary where it was inundated with autopsies as it was, I cannot understand it. When I questioned it with the coroner, the coroner said or the hospital um, technician told me that they didn't have the proper exhaust system in the mortuary to carry out the autopsy. Now, this is a mortuary where there, where there are people passing away have, that have passed away with uh, diseases and infections 20 times more dangerous than COVID. Mm. So I, that lad, had to take the, make the trip the whole way to Dublin, to the city mortuary, where, in fairness, they were inundated with, with autopsies. Yeah. So he was put in the queue and it was 10 days, I think, exactly before we got release 
from the city mortuary who would got released from the coroner. And a, a coroner doesn't have to be somebody of the medical community. Can oh, be, really? Can be that's something the public don't didn't don't know. Uh, he or she can be a solicitor, um, you know. But and is it a full time position? So is it necessarily a full time position? And unfortunately, in Ireland, they don't seem to have the money to pay full time coroners. I think the only full time coroner is in Dublin at the moment, mm. and maybe Cork. Uh, it's usually part time uh, coroners that's around the rest of rural Ireland, like. And can can anybody request an uh, um, uh, um, a post mortem in the sense, like I mean, I, I mean, you know, you might have a an elderly parent who's died, but mm. you're not too sure what it was that killed them, and you might like to know. Can, can you do that? Yes, you can. You can inform the guardy or the funeral director at the time. We're not we're not happy with the cause of death. Can somebody contact the coroner? That's your next point. Port, that's where you call. And you explained to him that we're not happy. This man was healthy, walking around, jumping around, or whoever they may be, and uh, came in and found them dead in the morning. Well, then the coroner will take that on board, then, and he will he will authorize an autopsy because the doctor who was attending cannot, you know, officially say what the person died from. Mm-hmm. So an autopsy isn't the worst thing in the world to have because it can give the information, the family, a lot of information. Yes. It is an operation. If there's heart disease in in the family, you know, everybody can get checked out. So an autopsy isn't the worst thing that can happen. Um, but um, the, the, this whole thing of a shortage of pathologists and people who are doing the toxicology reports, that's... Once a person is operated on for an autopsy, there's blood taken and it's into the lab and that can determine what's in the blood, you know. You can say what there's alcohol in it, you can say there's drugs in it, you know. But it might take some time, three to four days normally. But now it's extended now to months, like before that report comes back. Oh, God, yeah. And then you have to forget that there's a family waiting for their loved one to come yeah. back. And they can't start the grieving process. That almighty very important process that any person who suffered a loss has to go through and they can't kick that process until they actually see the process and the person comes back into their care. Yeah. And and so would it be the case then is that you can't have the body back until the toxicology results are back? That's right, yeah, because something might come back in that toxicology report and the coroner might look for further information and he won't release the body till to the family till he's fully satisfied because he has to have what they call an inquest. An inquest is what happens usually about three months after the death. That's a public hearing that the family will be notified to attend and the cause of death will be revealed at that inquest. Now, the family have an opportunity or the public to object to that. That's why it's a public hearing. So, you know, today it's very important to have those things, but you just don't have full-time coroners in, 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 on this island, like. Yeah, it's, 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 the it's, problem it's, is the delay in getting the disease back to our families where they can kickstart this all, this so important grieving process that they have. They've lost the most important thing in their lives, like. Yeah. It's the biggest loss any family will, any human being will experience in your lifetime. And to think that the whole thing is held up over administration, like it's crazy. It's an insult to the families. Yeah, it's de- yeah, desperately sad. David, thanks so much for uh, speaking with us today. That was uh, the funeral director, uh, David McGowan there. Moncrief, weekdays at 2pm. With Anna Glaze. On News Talk.